Murders, Mysteries, and Conspiracies with author Glenn P. Klinger III is presented by the Florida Pickleball Clothing Company. For all your pickleball clothing, go to floridapickleballclothingcompany.com. Now, with today's murders, mysteries, and conspiracies, here is author Glenn P. Klinger III. Hey everybody, it's Glenn, and I want to welcome you to yet another installment of Murders, Mysteries, and Conspiracies. If you are a returning listener, I want to thank you for your loyalty. If you've had a chance to listen to all the episodes on Spotify and iTunes, if you're a first-time listener, I want to welcome you to the program. And sincerely thank you for spending a little part of your day with us. We usually try and look at various murders, mysteries, conspiracies. I'll try and present you with some information, my references that go along with it, and then you can go out and look some things up on your own and get back to me. I'd love to hear from you. I think one of the the most important things about this program is the ability to have an open discussion. Today, we're going to talk about something that, that I'm very, very passionate about, and that is my country. And I want to provide you with some interesting examples. It doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. I think we all as Americans love our country. Um, we love the freedom, the very existence that it provides us. Today's message, I think, is very important. So. I hope you will bear with me for a little while. Recently, Americans have turned their attention to what's going on on our southern border. I mean, I don't think you can get around it. You see it on TV every day. But I think a lot of what's going on down there is being perpetuated by other countries. They are using the cartels as an instrument in an effort to collapse our economy. And from that perspective, it's a conspiracy. But why are they doing this? Because they want to ruin America. They want to ruin what we have. They want to ruin this country. Many years ago, there was a country a lot like ours, facing a lot of the things that we're facing today, but it no longer exists. It collapsed. And this country was very similar in size to the lower 48 states of the United States. And that country, not unlike America, has accomplished some amazing things during the time that it was around. And yet they're gone. But why are they gone? What happened? What caused it? And that's what I want to talk about today. Now, as I always say, the people that, you know, don't learn their history are bound to repeat it. And I think this is a very good example. So it's very important for you to see the comparisons between our country and the one in this example. In the early days in their society, it was basically agricultural, made up of small farmers and shepherds. Later, Large-scale businesses made an appearance, and with those large businesses, their economy started to grow. With that growth came prosperity. Now, this prosperity was made possible by a general climate, free enterprise, limited government, which is a big key, and respect for private property. While in our society, celebrity is celebrated. In that society, merchants and businessmen were admired and emulated. So the guys that owned a business were like rock stars to those people. And in that environment, with that mindset, commerce and trade flourished. And large investments were commonplace. With the money they made, they built public parks for their citizens. They had an outstanding banking system. They had fantastic architecture. The education system was the finest in the world. They mass produced some items and they even had a stock market. 
All of this was accomplished with low taxes and tariffs, free trade and private property. And during that time, due to these concepts, they became the center of the world's wealth. They were recognized as the greatest country in the world, not unlike America. But eventually their whole country collapsed and the world as they knew it was plunged into darkness and despair. Not long after that, slavery and poverty took hold. But why? Why did they collapse? What caused them to go from the greatest country in the world to just disappear? One reason was a shift in the ideas as they relate primarily to personal responsibility and as it relates to a source of personal income. In the early days of greatness, the people in this society regarded themselves as the chief source of income. I'm going to go out and earn a living. I'm going to sell my wares. I'm going to do a job for somebody and get paid for it. They relied on themselves for the money that sustained them. The decline began when people discovered another source of income. That source was the political process. You see, that's what happens when you abandon self-reliance. You can't just rob Peter to pay Paul by putting your hands in the pockets of others and taking their money. As Margaret Thatcher once said, the problem with socialism is you eventually run out of other people's money. But it was summed up very well by Dr. Howard E. Kircher. And he said, when a self-governing people confer upon their government the power to take from some and give to others, the process will not stop until the last bone of the last taxpayer is picked bare. I think that pretty much sums it up. Soon the government was paying people in the society who lived off the government programs in, in large numbers. One leader tried to stop the bleeding by cutting rolls from 320,000 to 200,000. But 45 years later, it was right back up again to 300,000. And as people in neighboring countries began to hear about this great country and the generosity of that country, they began to flood in. They began to migrate to this country just to get a piece of the pie, to be able to share in this wealth of the country. The real landmark event that crushed their society was when a new leader came in and he decided, I'm going to provide cradle to grave benefits for the citizens in exchange for loyalty, of course. This, in effect, would pay for everything for the dependent. And it had the right of heredity. So, in essence, the person could pass along the government payments to their children, creating a culture of dependence on big government. Everybody was entitled, and they all wanted to get their hands on this never-ending supply of money, and this welfare state perpetuated itself. Someone once remarked that the welfare state was named that way because the politicians get well and you pay the fare. But once you have a huge government complex, it just feeds on itself. So... Pretty soon, factions fought against each other to get control or to get a foothold in this huge state apparatus and all the public money it provided. There was mass corruption. 
in the bureaucracy with high taxes, burdensome regulations, eventually crush small businesses. The very same small businesses that they had once held in such high esteem. The high taxes uh, that were needed to finance the state drove businesses into bankruptcy. And then nationalism began to take over sectors of the economy as the government had to support the very infrastructure that couldn't afford to keep going. To control the populace, the government distracted people with foreign wars and quelled any large rebellions by pushing tribalism instead of unity. While the people were distracted by entertainment and fighting amongst themselves, the corrupt government officials would continue to line their pockets. Priests and intellectuals extolled the values of the mighty leaders as providers of all things. The interest in individuals were now considered a distant second to the interest of the state. Inflation soon hit and money soon eroded. It was not long before prices skyrocketed and the people's savings disappeared. The citizens became angry and frustrated, and with little to eat, they tossed out the respect for private property and began breaking into people's stores and stealing and taking whatever they could. The Christians were the last to resist the tyranny of the state, and for that they were persecuted. But not long after that, they struck a deal and were granted tolerance as long as they complied. The cancer of big government cannot keep pace with the ever-increasing government subsidies caused by more and more people asking for assistance. And the once great, the once unstoppable Roman Empire was overtaken and fell. Could this be America's fate? Think about it. As our government continues to spend money and a national debt in the United States is in excess of $34 trillion, we are outspending whatever money we can bring in problem with what's going on at the southern border is just like Rome. We have social programs here intended to help Americans that are being stretched to the limit as we try to accommodate migrants. But as you let these people in, it floods the system, the infrastructure of our country. Even though we might not be paying for them, they're enrolling their kids in school. They're going to the hospital and can't pay for the service. So the hospitals pass the bill along to us, the taxpayer. To put it bluntly, we can't maintain all these people on the same amount of money. Just like in Rome, it becomes like rolling a snowball down a hill and eventually it becomes too big to stop. The debt becomes worse and worse and worse. And the only way you can finance it is to increase taxes. Dr. Heinz Seiholt at Grove City College took a look at the welfare state. He said at the turn of the century in America to 1960, we relied mainly on ever-increasing tax rates to finance the expanse of our government programs. The top tax rate went from 24% to 65% under Herbert Hoover and then to 92% under Franklin Roosevelt. Before the Reagan administration provided a big tax cut, you had people paying 90 cents out of every dollar in tax. But I got news for you. It's just going to keep getting worse. New York City, which started taking in migrants, migrants, wants to cut police funding by $12 billion to pay for illegal aliens. You have homeless veterans and citizens going without 
and migrants staying in four-star hotels. What's wrong with that picture? But is all this part of the plan? Is it all part of a greater conspiracy to collapse our country, to crush it from within, to collapse the infrastructure, to cause America to fall? Well, in New York, if you have less police, crime's going to skyrocket. And there's no one to stop people from looting and robbing stores in these dying communities. Eventually, our towns and cities will sink into lawlessness. And with the respect for private property gone, just like Rome, they'll end up just looting and robbing stores just for whatever they want. What you eventually end up with in these societies is a two-tiered society with a lower class living in progressive misery and insecurity, while the rich, they retreat to these luxurious protected homes with high walls surrounding them, and yet we can't have a wall to protect our southern border. They've got their money. They don't care what happens to anybody. They don't care what happens to you. Endless foreign wars and wasteful domestic spending, that's what America has been doing for years. And now we're on the edge of destruction in this country. Rome's failure to curtail its spending as it simultaneously throttled its own economy eventually turned the emperor's finances into the equivalent of a Ponzi scheme. As debt rose to certain levels, they would just take from one group and give to another. Just to keep it going, just to perpetuate their existence. Boy, does that sound familiar? Sounds like what we're doing. In Rome, foreign wars were a way to refocus the population on an external enemy. Thinking about what was going on over there instead of what was going on at home. They would export their fighting men to fight in these wars, but sending everybody off to fight left the empire vulnerable to an invasion. Is that what's happening with our southern border? Prior to the Tet Offensive back in 1968 in Vietnam, the North Vietnamese just walked into South Vietnam, dressed as civilians. They lied in wait, sat back quietly until they were told to start the offensive, and they attacked everybody in the South. Could these people coming across their border be Chinese nationals? Could they be Russian soldiers lying in wait? In wait to take our country. Take our America that our ancestors fought and died that was given to each and every one of us to protect and nurture. It was a gift given to us. And we need to protect it. Remember these politicians, you see them on TV all the time. They work for you and me. And if they're not representing your best interest, they need to be voted out. They need to be sent home. There's nothing wrong with wanting our country to be strong. These financial and cultural crises are being caused by wasteful spending in Washington. And if we don't get back to some of the values that founded this country and unite, unite as a people to stand up against this conspiracy, then this country is going to go by the way of the Roman Empire and collapse. And people say, can that happen? Could that happen to America? I'm sure the Roman people never thought it would happen to them either, but it did. And we're on the edge of that. I want you to think about that. I know it's a deep topic, but think about it and let me know your thoughts. And until we talk again, it has been my pleasure to talk with you today on Murders, Mysteries, and Conspiracies. 
This is Glenn. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Murders, Mysteries, and Conspiracies with author Glenn P. Klinger III.